0: Welcome back to the podcast. So glad you guys could join us. We have a special co-host with us today. I think you will remember her from our Shang-Chi episode as well as our Eternals episode. So she was our comic book guru back then and enthusiast. But today we have an entirely different topic. This topic is actually um, a different kind of origin story. We will be talking for a second, no, for a third time, we'll be talking with our friend Lauren. Hey, Lauren, what's up?
1: Hi.
0: Glad to have you
2: back. Thank you for having me back.
0: Do you want to help me introduce this topic? So we were talking, we were online and we were messaging and you said, hey, I've got an idea for a show. Uh uh Uh-huh. And you said?
2: I said, hmm, what about something that has to do with postpartum traditions? Yeah. Asian traditions, but maybe like fertility, conception, um, talking about the mamas and the <laughs>
0: and I, I was all for that because I am a, a total expert on this subject. <laughs> no, I am not. I'm not at all. I was like, well Laura, that sounds great, but I don't know that much. I mean I remember the pig's feet and the vinegar, uh-huh. but that's about all I remember for. so I, I had that seed in my head. I was like, okay, so someday we should talk about this subject. But I was like waiting for an expert to fall into my lap. And guess what happened? I was watching Instagram and this reel came up and it was Jennifer and Irene talking about Chio. And so experts fell into our lap. <laughs> so so I decided to reach out to them and they said they'd come on and they run a company called Chio. Well, I'll let them introduce it. But it's all about postpartum and Asian traditions and nutrition and wellness for baby and wellness for mama. And so we're excited to have them on today. Actually, well, first... Lauren, is there any reason why this topic came to your mind?
2: Oh, well, it was because... I was early in my pregnancy at that time and I was thinking about it.
0: Woo-hoo! <laughs> so Yay! yeah, so Lauren's pregnant. Uh, and so we <laughs> we decided to get her on this episode one last time, probably for a while.
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't Bye. Think, goodbye, world.
0: Uh, well, no, I, I, it's not that you're <laughs> going in away or anything, but I don't know if you're mm-hmm. going to be coming on the podcast anytime soon, but we'll see. We'll this see.
1: true. Who knows? Yes. Maybe you'll mm-hmm. have a lot of
0: free time on your hands. Who knows?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. So that was a few months back, but we are excited to have with us uh, some folks from We Are Chio or Chio, and it is an Asian postpartum uh, nutrition. How would you describe it, uh, Irene or Jennifer? How would you describe your company in a, in one sentence here?
3: Yeah, um, we call it Eastern Food Therapy Meets Nutritional Science for mind, body, and motherhood, um, but what we do is basically stage-specific nutrition programs for women's health, so starting in postpartum, eventually we'll expand from there.
0: Amazing, amazing, and so we're excited to have the f- co-founders of Chio. it is Jennifer Gelorte and Irene Liu. Welcome to the show, both of you.
1: Hi. Thank
0: you. <laughs> uh, where are you guys calling in from today?
4: I am in New York. I live upstate now. Mm-hmm. I think Irene's in her childhood bedroom though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I am in my
3: childhood bedroom in LA because we have some meetings and events for Chiel. Um, but there's also a crib in here now for my nephew because our whole my parents' house has become my nephew's house. Okay. <laughs> essentially <laughs> yeah. on the weekends.
0: Okay, yeah. So you got toys everywhere. You got a little lots of stuff going on. Awesome. All right, so I, we did a real quick intro, but maybe a little longer intro, Jennifer, on, on Chio. What does Chio do, and what can it do for Lauren, and what can it do for other moms out there?
4: Yeah, so uh, we started out with our postpartum meal program, and essentially it's a six-week program adhering to the first 40 days. Um, so if that's something that you're familiar with, but essentially mm-hmm. it's um postpartum tradition where um, – People are cared for for at least a little over a month, Um, traditionally very much focusing on rest, eating very specific foods, um, having people take care of you. Um, And I think we can go into like maybe specifics of the program, but um, essentially we offer um, a meal program that's breakfast, lunch and dinner, snacks, broths and tonics um, up to six weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Postpartum.
0: All right, and so it it started in New York, but now you're nationwide. Yeah, you'll deliver pretty much anywhere in the states.
4: Yeah, so we started very, very locally. I mean, just very much in the inception, like we were like, oh, we're only going to deliver to Manhattan, like uh-huh. that's it. Yeah, yeah. And this was like very much kind of like pandemic prime time pandemic, mm-hmm. and the thought of nationwide shipping like wasn't even on our mind <laughs>
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so while you guys are listening to this episode you can go ahead and click over at wearechio.com and find out more about it but before we get into all the specifics of the company uh do you mind telling us a little bit about yourselves so we like to dig into our guests heritage stories and so uh could you tell us like maybe where your family's from where you what heritage you identify with and maybe where you grew up
4: Yeah. uh, I can start. So um, I'm Filipino and Chinese. I grew up in San Diego. I have a huge family um, basically spanning like San Diego and LA. For example, my mom has three brothers, three sisters. So she comes from a family of seven. Um, And then I have a whole slew of second cousins in LA. I can't even count how many family members I have. I (laughs) swear probably at a minimum like 50 cousins. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um,
4: (laughs) wow. (laughs) I spent a lot of summers with my family, um, in LA, very much exposed to kind of like very traditional Filipino kind of upbringing. Um, so very much a lot of food, always food, (laughs) um, and traditions like mahjong or like Lachon, obviously, for like uh-huh. celebrations and funerals too, and then obviously lots of superstitions. Like, oh, you need to nap because you'll grow taller. And like, <laughs> I napped so much, but I'm still <laughs> like five one and a quarter, right?
0: <laughs> and then yeah. I I saw on Instagram that maybe we're celebrating a one year mark just uh, recently.
4: Yeah, so um, my youngest just turned one. All right, all right, congratulations, huh? yeah. He made it, you made it, go mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> when it's a one-year party, I always say it's more for the parents just to say that we made it through the year.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I I am a mother of two, I have a four-year-old, and um, I guess a toddler now. Yeah. <laughs> no longer a newborn or a baby,
1: yeah, I don't well. really
4: know
0: what he's called now but they'll
2: always be our little babies I know I call my kids (laughs) babies
0: Irene how about you what's your background and what heritage do you identify with
3: yeah um, so I'm Taiwanese American um, grew up in LA Um, I I literally live a five minute or less drive from my grandparents so very much close with my family a lot of my aunts and uncles around um, very much kind of rooted in you know the Eastern way of thinking and um food is medicine definitely and the Uh importance of nutrition um and i remember like for my mom like you know when i got my first period i went to the acupuncturist and she got me these yeah these like concoctions that i was like what is this it tastes terrible Uh and why are we drinking this um, and so when I was younger, I was very much like, what's the nutritional science behind this? Like, why do we eat these things? And then um, what happened? And and kind of some context, Jennifer grew up with a lot of kids. I actually did not. For the longest time, my sister and me were the only um, grandchildren on my mom's side of the family. And that's kind of the tribe that we have in L.A. Um, so actually, it came out of left field and my aunt um, had a baby the um, summer of 2020, and that's when I saw my mom taking care of her in this way using traditional Chinese medicine, and I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. Like, why do they eat these things? What's the nu- nutritional content? What are all the traditions? How do other countries care for women that the U.S. doesn't do? Um, and my background, before doing Chiyo, I don't have kids. I'm literally just building the cells like it needs to exist, and I need this down the line, um, but my background was more in, um, food access and nutrition education. Um, and so I worked in private sector and public sector and nonprofits and actually spent, um, the last three years in tandem running CIO, um, doing a policy and business, um, graduate degree. <laughs> and okay. yeah. And so that was when I was like all of this converging to be like, okay, there's a problem in women's health. I, I, I know that there's something better from what I've seen in other countries and what my family has brought over in the US, but like how do you make this more of the standard of care in the US?
0: Yeah, yeah. So how did you two meet? Did you did you know each other before Chio at all? Or how did how did this happen?
4: Um, do you want to tell the story? Yeah. I feel like we always have like a very formal way of saying this, but essentially Irene reached out to me on in Instagram. Okay. And so, like, sent me a DM and was like, hey, I have this idea. Like, would you be open to talking? And essentially, like, gave her my email. We emailed. We met. Um, and she basically was like, hey, you know, I have this idea. It's kind of something what you're doing already. But, like, how can we make it, like, bigger?
0: Mm. So, it was yeah. just... It was just a a coincidence that you saw Jennifer's post about nutrition or postpartum nutrition?
3: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think when I had, it literally was like, I was like manic the day that I was like, oh, this is something like, why doesn't it exist? I was like scouring the (laughs) internet, doing research on other countries, seeing like, is anybody doing it? Because I was like, I don't need to do this. If it exists, like, great, love (laughs) it.
1: Right. Um,
3: But I just couldn't find anybody doing it the way and at scale um Mm -hmm. to really be the standard of care for a lot of people um and so kind of along the way then i saw jennifer and then i was like reading about how she approaches it um and felt like it was really aligned in being both holistic but also very rooted like evidence fact and nutritional science and i think that was a really important component of modernizing and bringing validity to a lot of these traditions um and yeah and so i've well, emailed her and, and kind of we took it from there um uh, but it's funny because over time we found out that we do have like some mutual friends uh-huh. in New York I think it was like Jennifer's friend who was my high school friend's roommate or something so they had met at some point um Jennifer's like trying to remember who that was
1: but- <laughs> yeah <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: So so Irene, you have more of the, the business background and, and more of the like you went to B school and you studied more policy stuff. What well, what were you thinking when you were in grad school? Were you thinking you would start a business for yourself someday or, or?
3: Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Not at <laughs> all. Um yeah, I was actually still sponsored from my consulting firm going into school. Um and I literally just had I really didn't didn't think that far. I just thought like, oh, this should exist. Like, (laughs) how do we make this happen? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like the market kind of spoke for itself and and how we started. Um, I don't know how much you know about this, but like, you know, we started because Google search, like we became the first organic Google search result before we were ready. Like we had no investment, no team. I was still in graduate school for another year and a half. Jennifer was pregnant. Like it was just (laughs) chaos um but we got thousands of dollars of pre-orders that december from people who just found us so then we were like we weren't thinking we were just like oh we need to ship the product like they're newly postpartum moms like we can't ship it to them later like it needs to happen um so we literally just cobbled it together that january of 2021 um in a in kind of a day off um, free kitchen uh, restaurant that we found from Another Connection, some chefs that were unemployed from COVID, so we literally cobbled it together, (laughs) um, and then it kind of kept going without us being ready for it. Like, we got our feature in New York Times, a feature in Bon Appetit, all (laughs) in the first quarter, which really showed like the cultural mem- momentum behind it. And uh-huh. I remember actually talking to my mom about it. And I was like, oh my God, like I still have a year of school. Like I wasn't prepared for this. Like I thought I'd like, you know, have some time to conceptualize it. Like, you know, make sure we could do it properly before we launched. Um, And I remember my mom saying like, you know, sometimes the ball is rolling and you just have to get, get on board. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so it's been a very
2: wild ride. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. You're like building the airplane. As it's flying.
0: <laughs> and I think yeah.
2: it just shows, like you said before, how much of a need there was, there is, you know, people mm-hmm. are googling this. And I think, you know, mo- new moms or moms, once again, <laughs> like myself, knowing that we need that support, I think it's so fantastic that you just went for it. So brave to
4: cold DM someone you didn't even know.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I feel like
4: when you think about it now, it it feels like, were we just like so wildly naive (laughs) and determined? Because when we think about like obviously where we are today to where we started, and truly it was Irene and I for so long, like. Truly, just us.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Like it seems like such a wild ride to even where we are today. Yeah. It, I don't, I don't even know how we started. It seems like that <laughs> was all, you know. Yeah, yeah. that part was like a dream. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. just su- such a
2: miraculous coming together of all these different. <laughs> Events and timings. I mean, for you, Irene, this is like your baby. You're
1: like, you're <laughs> I know. Your yeah. Baby. yeah, I can't
2: handle having a baby right now. I mean, because you've got this baby. baby. Yeah. yeah, this business baby.
4: Yeah.
0: Get this for baby sure. to this school. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, I, think that the you mentioned there's this um, sometimes this gap between the like evidence based nutritional science and how that translates to traditional Chinese medicine or even Ayurvedic. There is definitely a connection, and I think in some postpartum delivery services, like in the San Francisco Bay Area, for example, some of them are just in Chinese. You know, the menus are Mm -hmm. in Chinese, or you got to hear about it through um, WeChat or something. You have folks. I've done that. I've bought soups from, you know, my son's um, daycare provider. She would do, (laughs) like, soups on the side and be like, Mm -hmm. yes, yes, I will pay you on the side for these traditional Chinese medicine soups. But then there's this gap between like, you know, I don't speak Chinese very fluently. Um mm-hmm. and these traditions to help not just Chinese people or Asian people. It's like everyone in yeah. postpartum from all backgrounds need that support.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of richness to the traditions that when you don't like kind of bridge the gap in educating on like why you eat certain things. Um, it loses its power, at least in the Western world. And so I think that's been really important for us to like make sure we're rooted in the traditions, but also bring the validity and evidence backing so that it can't be more of a standard of care and eventually, you know, big dream, you know, paid for with reimbursement available yes. with your employers and with insurance coverage. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so Jennifer, you, you brought to the table the n- nutrition background, Um, what did you see out there when, when you were pregnant and when you had your first child, what, what did you see out there? Did your, did your parents or mother-in-law or how did you, how did you address, uh, postpartum nutrition when you had your first kid?
4: Uh, I mean, I think for me, it really started in kind of, kind of, I mean, very much in this space of like maternal care. Um, I kind of started where like Irene is now, like I wasn't. I didn't have children. I just was like fascinated by what maternal nutrition could look like and should look like. And um, really, I started out kind of in kind of like the pre and postnatal yoga space and then thinking, well, if there is no nutritionist or authority to kind of bridge the gap between what people should be doing, thinking about people culturally or access wise. Um, there has to be a person or something that does that already.
1: Mm-hmm. And it
4: didn't really seem like there was. It was so strange to me. Like, why would you recommend, you know, someone to eat liver if they've never had liver before, for example? I love liver, but, you know, <laughs> I don't think that's like the first thing people think about. And so I very much sought out to be that type of provider or, you know, create that type of practice. And so as time went on, basically creating kind of this like private postpartum chef practice that I had, and that's how Irene and I connected. um, I think it was very much trying to get a sense of like, what people were looking for, obviously, like, you know, baseline time savers, wanting to feel supported, but then also thinking about the nutrition portion of like, what are the exact nutrients that they need? What are the exact, um, maybe like food cultures that they gravitate towards? So, um, I know a lot of people really think about maybe their favorite comfort foods and maybe culturally, those are all different, um, for different people. Um, and then thinking about now today, obviously with Chio, it's, how we say like we bridge the gap between like Eastern food therapy and nutritional science. And so very much taking the traditional foods. So maybe like you had said, like, um, the pork feet or, um, maybe like a sesame chicken or like a black silken chicken, like all of these foods that are very traditional, but then how do you modernize them or make them, um, more nutrient dense and for kind of, um,
0: the modern consumer Uh huh. yeah yeah i'll share my experience a little bit too and lauren you can share yours. so so we had our our children and my my mother my mother-in-law is from hong kong and so she brought over the clay pot with the with the chick the pig's feet and the black vinegar mm-hmm. and a lot of ginger and mm-hmm. also let's see what was it some chicken kind of simply boiled chicken with peanuts i think was it In there, and uh, I didn't, I didn't actually eat a lot of it, but I I saw it and. I've always wondered, is there a book somewhere or how does she know, <laughs> you know, and I think it's just passed down. I think you just kind of ask around and you pass it down. But I always wondered, you know, what do you do if you're, you know, let's say you're a mixed race couple or something and you don't have a mother-in-law to do it for you or, or, you know, you, your mother-in-law doesn't remember, you know, like my, my parents are, were born here, so they didn't know necessarily how to make it. They've heard of this stuff, but they've never, didn't know how to make it. Lauren, what was your experience like having a kid?
2: Yeah, I... Um, when I was pregnant with my first, uh, around that time is when that book called The First 40 Days was mm-hmm. released okay. by Hung Oh. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name or her name correctly, but I think that that, um, when I saw that, I was like, ooh, this is like my cultural traditions uh-huh, and uh-huh. this beautifully illustrated and, lovely written book and i i put it on my um baby shower registry uh-huh. and my lovely co-worker dina Dobraka at the time she said lauren I'm getting this for you. You are so forward thinking, thinking about your postpartum Uh journey. And I was like, oh, Dina, you are such a blessing. And when my mom saw that I got it, she's like, give me that book, Lauren. That's not for you to read. That's for me. (laughs) To read for you. I was like, oh, mom, cool. So so she made a lot of recipes from that book because I think just like Curtis was saying, I don't think she had a cookbook from her traditions, but she knew Mm -hmm. of them. Um, and it was just nice to have that kind of in one spot. So we did a lot of like jujube tea, like every day mm-hmm. to the hospital. She would bring it to me after my son was born. Um, and a lot of like the papaya and peanut and fish soup and the chicken. And, um, so yeah, I was really, really blessed and, but i knew that it was a lot on my mom too to like prepare all those foods for me um but also to come and like physically be there and take help me take care of my son and just support our whole family so i think that even because we're not in a society where we have like many generations of women supporting the the pregnant or the postpartum person and the baby. Sometimes it's just a smaller community. So having like a postpartum service like yours, it fills in that gap for people who know they need that support, um, but may not be able to get it from their immediate family. my mom's getting older that was like (laughs) five years ago
0: (laughs) is that a story that you to hear all the time that people want to do these traditional things but they just don't have access to it
3: yeah i think it's a mix we have um some some of our customers that have heard or you know asian in heritage have heard about it or um or like live far away from family and so that's Uh why they yeah. They are definitely very bought in on, on having something for the first 40 days. Um, and then we also have some who, you know, m- start doing research where like postpartum recovery might hear about us from their doula or, um, or their acupuncturists, but they didn't grow up with this culturally. Um, but once they hear about it, they're like, I need this um and so that's why they find us as well um but i think also the last point is like we get a lot of gifting and we think it's yeah. it's super sweet like we have um some um, parents that buy for their kids and they're having um expanding their family um i remember one in particular um the grandmother i guess um she like it was COVID. Like she couldn't get across the border because she was in Canada. And so yeah. she bought like a full six weeks for her daughter instead of like life-saving and, yeah. you know, just like yeah. made her feel, and we heard this from like, you know, another a sister bought it for her sister because she was in Boston and her sister was in New York. And it just made them also feel comforted and relieved that like their loved one was getting the care that they needed. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I feel like too, like, you know, taking the book and then putting it into practice is like a whole other feat
1: too. So
4: it's like, yes, the ideas or, you know, if someone gives you recipes, sure, this is like great. But like, how do you do that? (laughs) Like I know people who have like been gifted the book or, you know, other things like that. And it's like, okay, so like, do we just buy everything in here? Like how, how do we even attempt to do this?
3: Yeah. yeah my mom um my sister just had a baby last july and my mom was basically trying to learn all of these like she yeah. <laughs> uh, people had done it for her but it was her first time doing it for somebody else like very very fully um she did in some parts with my aunt um two years earlier um but even for her she was like oh my god i'm so stressed like trying to buy all the ingredients and yeah. figure a lot. out how to cook it yeah and she was like this is a full-time job like, yeah, like yeah. I, 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 and also I think understanding um, kind of the evolution of women too, like a lot more are in the workforce for longer. And so, you know, my mom isn't retired yet. And so she right. has a full-time job. So yeah. adding this on top of her plate was like a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Can we talk a little bit about the science behind it? I always think it's fascinating that these ancient traditions, a lot of times jive with current science. And, and so like when you're, when you're cooking the pig's feed or you're cooking the chicken or you're cooking the traditional dishes, there's probably some things that tie into to current nutrition. So Jennifer, can you touch on that a little bit? Like how do, how do these things actually help a, a woman after she's, she's given birth?
4: Yeah. So I think for an example, like ginger is like a really good example of, yes, this is an ingredient um, that is used very traditionally you know, in traditional Chinese medicine, in teas and then in soups or in stews, um, maybe with congees, things like that. So even if you think of, OK, maybe postpartum, a very traditional dish is like congee and like it's typically cooked in um, chicken broth with ginger. All of these things are really good for digestion. Ginger specifically is re- great for um, digestion. Um any kind of upset stomach so it's very much like targeted like you kind of subconsciously maybe growing up that way you're like oh i'm just gonna throw some ginger in here Uh but then not even really realizing like oh this is actually an ingredient that totally is used for this specific purpose
1: right
4: right um i think another one i guess lauren mentioned is like jujubes so like jujubes have um some magnesium magnesium is typically used for like muscle relaxation Uh Um, you know, can aid in any cramping, um, kind of like postpartum, like muscle weakness, things like that. So it's like, again, you don't even really, you're like, oh, like I like jujubes or I'm, you know, there's a jujube tea mix that like subconsciously, like I've just had my whole life, but you don't even really then think like, oh, well, the the nutrition behind it, this actually makes more sense.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, or even some of the traditional recipes like seaweed
3: soup in Korean culture, uh-huh. and the iodine that comes from seaweed, uh-huh. um, or bone broth, and all of the minerals and nutrients that are in that. Um, or even like in Taiwanese culture, like sesame chicken is a very common postpartum food, and sesame oil is really good for anti-inflammatory, antioxidants, huh. improving you know vitamin E for like skin and hair, um, and obviously chicken for protein. And so it's like this is like what, what our whole approach is like there's so much richness in these traditions we just don't explain it in a way that you know western culture values oftentimes right, right. and even if you think about like i know you talked about the pixie earlier like collagen right, right. like what were you we're collagen powders but like we've kind of divorced that from where does it what's the actual source
0: yeah yeah
4: yeah i think too like just the idea and like very much in traditional chinese medicine um using like warming foods foods that are just already easy to digest and very much it says to avoid any raw foods or cold foods and this is even when maybe you're trying to conceive in your pregnancy and also postpartum and i think i met someone the other day and we were kind of all talking about oh you know why would you really want warm food in the summer? And they were like, yes. Like even though you've had a baby, like, you know, it doesn't, just because it's hot doesn't mean like your internal temperature is necessarily the same. And even thinking about it in that sense, very much like you have a baby and your temperature just due to your hormone fluctuations are changing. And like, you don't even really put two and two together and which is why like with traditional Chinese medicine it's like no you want to bring the warmth back like you've lost some you want to like dispel old blood and you want to bring the warmth back to you
1: Mm -hmm.
4: I was scrolling through your
2: Instagram what's your handle we are cheap Chio Mm
1: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. fantastic um but I love how you and your team make those connections between the traditions and the current science and the when and the why. Because, you know, bringing it back to the yeet hay thing that Curtis said, you're little, you're like, okay, mom, Paul you guys are cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Like, there's not <laughs> hot air in me or cold air in me or whatever, all of those things. Um, but it's really true, you know? And when you dig into the science behind it, so there, there's this like, Just connecting the dots, um, it really, really helps just conceptualize and then for folks to internalize, okay, there is a rhyme and a reason that my ancestors have passed this down and that I do feel good when I drink chrysanthemum tea after eating a bag of hot Cheetos or whatever (laughs) the case may be.
0: So what are some of the, the things that Chio can do for, for people out there? I, I looked around the website a little bit and everyone out there should do the same and, and take a look at some of the things you offer. But what? why don't you tell everyone out there what, what you guys can get if you click on wearechio.com? Yeah,
3: maybe we can talk about our hero program because um, that's kind of the core of what we do. But our post nutrition program is a six-week program, first 40 days, as Jennifer said. Um, and what you get is basically a foundation of, really good meals like breakfast, lunch, dinner um snack and then uh personalized herbal broths and tonics so those follow basically what week of your recovery you're in and it's formulated with our eastern medicine advisor um they're tonics so you drink in the morning and then broths um it's like beef bone broth cubes that are infused with the uh, eastern medicine herbs drop in hot water and also drink in mm-hmm. the afternoon um and then kind of the last part of what we're building and what is upcoming which we're really excited about um is actually a digital platform that helps guide the whole experience oh. and really make it feel programmatic um so you get content and coaching um, week by week and so you actually feel like you're like onboarding and graduating from the program
0: and these are fully prepared meals yes so they come they come frozen or they come
3: yeah um so for um we operate out of new jersey and so for local delivery it's um fresh and then for um nationwide shipping it's frozen just for food safety reasons um yeah and then we also have our um hormonal health and fertility nutrition program that's coming out later in may um and that is basically focused on anyone you know getting off the pill starting to rebalance their home hormones or going through like iui or IVF Mm -hmm. um, or egg freezing um and helping them kind of experiential learning around nutrition and prioritizing like big hell
0: yeah and I, I saw that these are um there's also you can buy just the a la carte broth and tonic package mm-hmm. or even just get a pantry package so there's different levels yeah. and and like you said this is i do think this would be a great gift for someone you know because a lot of times people say oh you know if, let me know if there's anything i can do you know and and sometimes you don't have an idea you know like what are you gonna do change diapers or you know stuff (laughs) like that but you know this is something that you can just really practically do for someone and you know you don't have to live nearby and you know you maybe live far away so this is great this is great
4: Mm
0: -hmm. what are you hearing from people
4: well in terms of like the gifting I think we had talked about but I think people again you know if you're someone who maybe haven't you're not thinking about having children and you really don't even know what to get your friend. And you kind of think of like, oh maybe I'll get them like a nice onesie or a nice blanket. And it's like you don't even realize that like someone's getting gifted. I mean at my baby shower, I got gifted probably thirty swaddles. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
1: wow.
0: Yeah.
4: This is a lot of it's a lot.
0: It's great, but
4: (laughs) Yeah, like and I think Especially what we want to reemphasize is, you know, what about the, like the person having the baby? Like how do you, you know, how are you able to care for your family and as your family is growing if like you yourself are not cared for? So obviously with um, our program, it really very much focuses on that person and Mm -hmm. making sure that like they're whole, they're healthy, they're supported so that they can, you know, be the, the caretaker for everybody else. Typically.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can see where the delivery would be great. Cause when we, when we were first new parents and you know, the knock on the door and it's, you know, a relative with a pot of chicken or a pot of something. And of course they want to come in and talk for an hour you know, and you're just exhausted and you're, you just, and you know, especially now in the days of COVID, you don't really want hundreds of people coming to your house and stuff. So I could definitely see where the delivery would be fantastic.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's great that you put the guesswork out of all of the sourcing, for example, of the dried goods and the herbs, because that always is a quandary for me. Um, yeah. You know, if you go going into, um, you know, a TCM store or just like any, any, you um, Chinese store that has all these dried goods and it's like (laughs) "Hmm, how long have these been here do I need Mm -hmm. to be concerned about (sighs) pesticides Mm -hmm. or you know contamination by heavy metals and things like that but I think having your company kind of source and do all of that uh, is really really
0: helpful yeah yeah no absolutely and I think we uh, we talked about this a little bit. We're going to, uh, Jennifer and Irene are going to offer Infatuation listeners a little discount. It's going to be uh, $30 off uh, nutritional programs with a minimum purchase of $150. And this is for new customers out there. So if you haven't already subscribed or purchased from Chio, you can use this code. Enter AsianPod30 when you check out and you'll save 30 bucks off of your first purchase. So... I don't know, Lauren, maybe you should Thank check your you. mail. <laughs> yeah.
2: I know. At first, I, I didn't know that Chiyo was nationwide. I, like, I wasn't sure, but uh-huh. that's so fantastic.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because
2: I was literally just the other day looking at um, some in the Bay Area, but they are like geared towards people who can speak and read Chinese, which yeah. I'm <laughs> sure that they're great. But yeah. for me, I was like, I do not know how to order right. this. I've got to download a PDF and then fax yeah. it to them. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: this is cool. This is cool. Um, what You know, this is a side topic. I don't, this is not your area of expertise, but do you, either of you know why, or all three of you, do you know why you're not supposed to take a shower for like 30 days? Does anybody know anything about that one?
4: I mean, I think truly it's the temperature thing. Okay, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, yeah. So it's like you don't, it's like the same reason why, you know, when there's transitions from, I think for, at least for me, but I th- I know a lot of people, the transition from like winter to spring can uh, be really tough as it's colder. So they say like cover your throat or cover your head. You don't want to lose like the body temperature or right. even very much thinking about like, again, having the baby and then making sure that your like uterus and your lower abdomen is warm. Mm. So that's why you have like the ginger tea and just like warm foods, warm, warm tonics. Um, But I think, I don't think people realize that warming foods are good for you to have, you know, on a weekly basis. Like, and I think, you know, you guys are in California so <laughs> you don't really have like season seasons yeah. as we do here in new york now um but growing up as a california girl i can definitely appreciate you know warm food and and the true seasonal transitions out here
1: yeah
2: yeah and, and my my mom she's a nurse and she was like a neonatal nurse when you know back in the day but we talked about this, too, those the no showering and all of that. But I, And she said the same thing as Jennifer. It's really about the temperature, like making sure that the body's warm. Because back in the day, like in China and the villages, there's no central heating. Right. If you take a shower, your hair is going to be wet for a while. Yeah. And there was a much higher risk of infection just in traditional times compared to now. So it was more like protecting the body from risks of infection or just weakness of the immune system in general. So these days, you know, if you shower, just like, Blow dry your hair, ladies, <laughs> men, <Yeah>. before bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. I was thinking it goes back to the days when you're bathing in the river. You know, <laughs> you don't really mm-hmm. want, you know, you might have open wounds down there and stuff. And you don't really right. want to be in the river at that moment.
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you don't have, like, heating pads or, you know, right. heat blankets or... Uh,
0: Sits baths. Like or, you know,
4: yeah. So. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, So I think we're going to jump. I'm going to skip the lightning round because honestly, I couldn't think of any good lightning (laughs) round questions. But uh, we like to end each episode by asking our guests to pick an infatuation. An infatuation is anyone in the Asian community that you admire or has inspired you, living or deceased. It does not have to be related to what you're doing right now. But uh, let's start with maybe Jennifer. Jennifer, who is your infatuation?
4: Yeah, so I would say mine is Vanessa Du of mm. HealthAid. I love her. She's actually one of our investors and has become such a great like mentor, friend um, and just paving the way, I guess, too, for Asians and like the startup community and, and really building an amazing brand and empire.
0: Mm, very cool. How about you, Irene? You have an infatuation?
3: um yeah mine is Reshma sojani um she <laughs> she is actually the founder of girls who code and uh-huh. also started marshall plan for moms or moms first um i'm a bit biased because she went to the same policy school as me but i think <laughs> what i really love about her is really questioning the status quo and trailblazing and demanding for better
0: yeah. Yeah. No, I I love it. When we talk to entrepreneurs, they always have good stories. Someday, you know, you might be the inspiration for someone else starting another company or starting from scratch. So hats off to you too as well. Today, you are our infatuation. So thank you so much for coming on.
2: I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank
0: you. It was so much fun. Oh, our pleasure. And Lauren, you have any more questions that you had to ask?
2: Oh, oh my gosh. I actually do have a lot of questions. I know we're like we're wrapping up, but I I just just want to say I think that it's amazing how Chio started from a simple idea that yeah. is rooted in just a foundational value that I think in the U.S. at least has really diminished over time, and that's um, just a core of lifting up families. And having that kind of address social injustice as a whole. And we didn't speak about that specifically, but Irene, when you were sharing about, you know, your why, I felt that, you know. And I think that supporting moms and babies and families is Mm -hmm. just foundational for a country that can really thrive and be agile and be powerful together. So. It's cool. You started so small and now you're like nationwide. nationwide. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we cool. have a lot more in store. <laughs>
0: All right. Stay tuned, everyone. So everyone out there, if you or anyone, you know, is thinking about having a baby pregnant or just giving birth, please uh, do them and yourself a favor, but go over to we Find out more about the company and what they provide and their vision and their purpose. I think it might be the perfect gift. I mean, it's a thousand times better than bringing over an old lasagna. Come on, people! Do you can do better than that? You can do better than that. So, best of luck to Irene and Jennifer. Thank you so much for coming on, and uh, we'll we'll stay tuned to see what else you guys are providing. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Sure. and thank you, Lauren. I just I'm glad we had one more chance to get you on the podcast before uh, baby number two. I'll tell you from experience. That second kid, man, it's a, it ups the level, it ups the level a little bit. So we may not see you for a little while.
2: (laughs) I know. I need the postpartum meals. I'll need a 12 week. I'll put in my order now. Put in the 12 weeks. (laughs) A double, Um, a double. Yeah.
0: Maybe someone, maybe someone will gift you a nanny. Is that, (laughs) put that on your list.
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah.
0: No, it's fun. It's good times. Once you see, the first time you see them play together, it's, it's pretty special.
2: Oh, cool. yeah. yeah, yeah, I can vouch for that.
0: Yeah, it's very cool. Can't
2: wait. Thank you. This was a purely selfish podcast suggestion.
1: Yeah, she just wanted and information I'm glad to
2: see it <laughs> come to fruition.
0: All right, <laughs> so All right. So are
3: you guys both based in the Bay Area?
0: Yeah, we're a couple minutes from each other.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, so we've um, been in
3: South Bay or No,
0: we're East Bay? uh well, I'm in Daly City right on the border of San okay. Francisco and yeah. yeah, we won't give away Lawrence location, but it's pretty close. <laughs>
2: Yes, right in the
0: peninsula, I can almost, right there. Almost see you. Got right? it. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right, everyone. So as I always mention, you can write to us at infatuationpodcast at gmail.com and you can follow us at Instagram and Facebook at the Infatuation Podcast. And you never know who's going to DM you. Like maybe Irene will DM you <laughs> one of these days <laughs> with a, with an idea for a company. So always check your DMs, guys. And so I'll put all these information. I'll put all this information in the show notes and you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts but you know all that already so on behalf of Jennifer, Irene, Lauren and myself we hope that you're all happy, healthy and safe out there thanks again for listening everyone and we'll talk to you soon bye everyone
1: bye bye